Well, lots more caution in the markets today. Maybe it's COVID. Maybe it's central banks talking things down a bit. Is it the, uh, it, obviously for Australia, the Melbourne lockdown hasn't helped things. But the data we've been seeing isn't too bad. China's slowed down isn't as bad as many feared. US numbers are looking good and Aussie employment numbers exceptional yesterday. We even saw the unemployment rate nudge a little down as well. But there are concerns about the pace of recovery out there for whatever reason. What is the reason? Well, we don't know. We don't have an answer to everything, you know. It's Friday, the 16th of July, 2021. It's the morning call from NAB. Good morning. So on the markets, U.S. bond yields have fallen further, another five basis points down on 10-year treasuries, down below 1.3%, close to the low we saw last week, which is the lowest since February. The U.S. dollar is back on the rise, up 0.3% on the DXY, but the Aussie dollar down 0.9%, heading towards 74 U.S. cents, which is uh, its year-to-date low. The Kiwi dollar down 0.8% as well, the same with the Canadian dollar, all way more losses than we're seeing in, uh, in European currencies. And U.S. equities are falling more than 0.9% down for the Nasdaq and 0.4% fall for the S&P 500. In Europe, it's uh, it's 1% down for the FTSE, the Eurostox 50, the DAX, the CAC current, uh, uh, all around the same amount as well. And further falls in oil, WTI down 2%, Brent 1.8% down, uh, below $73.5 now per barrel. And it's David DeGaris joining us today from NAB in London. So I'm seeing some reports attributing the fall in equities and the moves to bonds because it, it clearly is a more cautious tone today some reports saying well it's jerome powell being too dovish but really i mean this, he's uh he just didn't he just uh, said the same thing today that he said yesterday didn't he maybe maybe hearing him two days in a row has made everyone a little bit more a little bit more battle fatigued <laughs> but what is it that's driving this caution do you think i i, I think a bit of uh battle fatigue is sort of just afflicting the market at the moment phil i you know, i don't think you can attribute it to powell um i listened to his testimony today um you know a lot of questioning about inflation a lot of it tinged with um some a side serving of politics of course um you know why is the uh, democrats wanting to to um, mount another stimulus package you know when we've got this inflation coming out of our uh, areas so there's a lot of explanation about inflation um and um you know why 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 aren't you winding back the um, the government purchases and so forth well that was particularly from one side of politics as you can probably imagine but it was all pretty respectful no no that and and pal spoke quite a lot about you know that um, we've got a long ways to go on the employment side um mm. you know getting workforce participation up you know three million more people have left the workforce retired early all of that, and it's just going to take time to play out all of that. So that's not going to send the, send the stock market into a nosedive. I mean, if he's suggesting lower rates for longer, that should be good for stocks, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly, yeah. I mean, the Nas- so, NASDAQ should be uh, taking off on the back of that. So, Yeah, I mean, it, no, would, only, it would only be if he'd said, yeah, no, we're going to pull it back uh, sooner, and that clearly hasn't happened. And, I mean, curiously as well, I mean, another reason for, you know, questioning why so much caution, because the data that was around in the U.S. wasn't bad. I mean, the initial jobless claims were down on last week, 360,000 initial claims, uh, mm. down from 386 the week before. I mean, everyone would like to see it faster, but at least it's, uh, um, you know, at least it's 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 dwindling. Uh, the yes, New, yes. New York Empire State Manufacturing Index shot up from 17.4 to 43, way above expectations. Yes, yes. Okay, then strangely, the Philly Fed Manufacturing Index, that fell quite a lot. Uh, but uh, and U.S. industrial production, down, it's mixed actually, isn't it? Because U.S. industrial production down from 0.7 percent 
in in May to uh, 0.4% in in June. So that's going down. And manufacturing production actually fell as well. I mean, not that the growth didn't fall. It actually uh, uh, contracted. The level. Yeah. The level, yes. So uh, make all of that what you will. Yeah, exactly, Phil. But as you say, when you look at the level of those regional manufacturing indexes, they're still very high. Mm. And... um, whether they really fell or rose during the month is sort of uh, immaterial. I guess one little takeaway, I think, from those is for the past three or four months, we've seen no further acceleration in the rate of price inflation that those particular surveys are reporting. So maybe that side of things are just slowing down. But um, once again, the data and, you know, what's happening out there in the real world will tell us. But, no, there was no scary story on the growth side from from these. And the jobless claims trending down. I think the rate of decline is certainly slowing. Mm. And it's still, you know, it's fallen a long way. What was it? Half a million at the start of the year. And it's now down to... 350, 360,000. So it's not back to the 200,000 pre-pandemic levels, but it is still declining. Yeah. Um, you know, maybe it'll just take the schools going back, you know, after August, September, you know, as more people come back to the workforce and the unemployment insurance stops to get a clearer line of sight on all that, I think. So the caution in the markets is just because they, they haven't been cautious for a few days. They thought, uh, yeah, let's give, so, let's give it like a go. That. There, there is something called the Delta variant apparently still out there. So, yeah. that, so maybe there's a little bit of that. Yeah. Um, and, uh, you know, we did have that those comments from one of the, um, the Bank of England MPC mm. members this morning that um, – Put a rocket under sterling for a while, and um, you know the US short end uh, rates. So That's Michael um, Michael Saunders uh, giving his talk on the inflation outlook. He said, uh, if activity and inflation indicators continue to rise, then they might uh, finish the QE program in the next month or so. Uh, yes, well, I mean that's his that's his view, and he's saying that mm. unlike most forecasts, have UK inflation coming back over the next one to two years. Yeah, uh, his view is clearly that uh, it's going to remain high. Maybe not as high as what the likely peak in headline inflation will be this year, but already, you know, you've got uh, headline inflation at two and a half percent, and likely to go high by the end of this year, if only from base effects and um, core inflation at two point three. So both above target, and he has dissented in the past and um, some of his views have come to pass, you know, mm. two to three months later. So, yeah, we can't forget that. Maybe there's uh, maybe there's a, a little bit of a leading indicator there, but Andrew Bailey was a little bit more rueful in his comments on uh, on inflation, saying that, well, we just got to let's, – let's run through all the information and see what's driving it and then make a full assessment. Yeah, well, that wouldn't mean doing something in the next month or two then, would it? Easing off it the wouldn't. Easing off the accelerator <laughs> rather than applying the brakes is uh, how Michael Saunders described it. But look, you you said it uh, gave a bit of a rocket boost to the pound, but it lost all of that, didn't it? You know, with it the, did. Uh, so that caution mood uh, spread around the world. Uh, jobs numbers in the UK. I mean, before we look at the Aussie numbers, which obviously were, were very good. In, unemployment in the UK, the rate actually rose. Uh, that wasn't expected, was it? Up to 4.8%. The unemployment change for April was only an extra 25,000 people working down from 113,000 in March. Uh, I mean, mm-hmm. you know, I, I mean, at least it's going the right way, although for whatever sort reason, of, yes. the unemployment rate increased at, at the same time. I don't think we're really going to get a good run at these numbers until after um, September, after until the job retention scheme. Yeah, that's right. Of course, yeah, finishes. There's, there's still people. So, yeah, yeah. Um, but you know, we know that from the, the PMIs and the like that the economy is 
reopening. Okay, there will be some, no doubt, some some idiosyncratic stories out there, but certainly, I mean, uh, surely your and my observations around the the uh, what we see around us day by day is that things are getting a little bit busier, notwithstanding the fact that the UK recorded what was it of 40, 42,000 infections uh, today. So yeah, it's um, and those hospitalisation numbers are just you know starting to push up a little bit more. So there is concern. Forty nine thousand on Thursday. It's it's close to fifty thousand. It's only all oh, right. It's I only twenty five percent below the all time high of yes. the seven day average that we saw in the UK in early January. So they have the, the, yes. The one thing I will say, Phil, is that um, the NHS COVID app mm. is pinging a lot of people. Yeah. Um, so people are turning it off. <laughs> it's like they can- are, but never even with people turning it off. Mm. Um, what was it in the weekend of July seventh? There were over half a million people pinged for con- by contact tracing. Yeah. So that will that will encourage people to test more. Yeah. So yeah, maybe the, the, the numbers are a little bit skewed. I'm not saying we should ignore them, but uh, still, nevertheless, interesting. It's mm. a big number, isn't it? Forty nine thousand compared is, to uh, sixty five cases in New South Wales yesterday. Uh, and we're very worried about that because 28 of them are uh, infectious in the community. So uh, obviously, you know, Australia's got a lot more to lose because there's a lot of people not vaccinated. But we also had the news that Melbourne is going into a short, sharp lockdown, five-day lockdown for Melbourne because uh, they want to try and get the numbers down there as well. So, um, I mean, this isn't, we've said before, this isn't, isn't affecting the Aussie dollar, is it? Or is it? Because the Aussie dollar's down quite a bit today. Um, yeah, look, was it the sort of risk off sentiment in the market? Yeah. Um, yeah. Was it the fact that, you know, Aussie underperformed on the day? So uh, we had that stellar Australian employment number released yesterday. Mm. So um, the it's lockdown the- hasn't hurt the Aussie, hasn't helped the Aussie, right? Yeah. Um, we would have expected it to be weak. Would we have expected it to be weaker than the New Zealand dollar? Probably given the way the market's tilted there towards and the Canadian the do- head, Canadian you know? dollar's down the same amount as well. So uh, right, yeah. yes. So you know, it's, it, there is a large commodity story in it, but certainly yeah. the lockdown thing yeah. didn't uh, didn't help. But I, but I think you know, in recent past couple of days, the market's sort of been sniffing at, you know, what's going to happen in Victoria in any case. Yeah. So Aussie job numbers yesterday, a bit higher than expected, weren't they? 29,000 new jobs in June. Uh, we've seen a shift away from part-time jobs as well. Uh, and mm. thanks to a slight drop in the participation rate, we've actually seen the unemployment rate tick down a little further, down to 4.9%. So that's not bad. It was um, – it's hard to say it wasn't another stonker, to be quite honest, Phil. Um <laughs> I don't know. Semi, Your words, semi, right? Semi, <laughs> semi, no, I think you started it. Uh, Semi-stonker oh. anyway. Yeah, well, it's, it's, well, let's just yeah. say it's quite good. I mean, the participation rate, unlike mm. in the US, is virtually at its record high. Mm. The unemployment rate is lower than it was before the pandemic. Yeah. And this number yesterday even included a decline in Victorian employment. Mm. I guess the rub there is that the New South Wales lockdown is going to hit the next number, right? So, um, well, but e- but even today, the, uh, the the number of jobs lost in Victoria was a lot, lot less 
uh, than what happened on the hours work side. In other words, people still got their jobs. Yeah, and you um, know, if, if an essential uh, shopping experience is still going to get pre-packed, <laughs> pre-packed furniture, flat-packed furniture, then uh, you know, of course people, it is. People are everyone probably, knows that people are probably keeping their jobs. Or Bunnings, you know, uh, yeah, all, all of that everywhere's open, isn't it? So, uh, and then we had the, the, the China slowdown. You know, the fear that uh, we were seeing that happening, but it looks like maybe not. So, Q uh, Q uh, two GDP. Uh, yes. down from 18.3% in Q1 to uh, 7 what is it 7.9% in Q2 7.9. But, mm. but but actually we're expecting that it's not far from expectations is it it was only it was only a tenth shy of expectations mm. and the quarter on quarter number was actually 3 tenths higher than expected there was a downward revision um to the previous number yeah um and the june month numbers fell were all probably stronger than expectations so Hmm. Yeah, the narrative of uh, China's growth slowing recently, as some of the credit numbers had been suggesting, not the most recent ones, but had been suggesting, uh, maybe that has to be modified a little bit. And we've had the reserve ratio cut last Friday, and um, there is some expectation that come next Tuesday the loan prime rates might be cut or one or both of them might be cut. So it mm. looks like there's a little bit more stimulus on the way. Yeah, absolutely. So fixed asset investment was more than expected, wasn't it? Same with industrial production. It and was. Re- retail it sales was. look like they're holding strong as well. So it was... And, uh, uh, and, and I'll tell you what is stonking. Iron ore prices are still stonking, <laughs> you know. Yeah. <laughs> you know, in the, in the high two two hundred and teens. So um, they're big numbers. And base metal prices... Um, you know, while the market's been a little bit more gloomy today, fell on the equities, and we've seen that bond market rally further. Um, base metal prices are up today, mm. so mm. that's the. I think that's a bit of that China flavour coming through there. Yeah. All right. Now uh, we can't uh, talk too long without mentioning the inflation word again. Uh, so it's New Zealand's turn, isn't it? New Zealand CPI. There's an expectation the annual rate will be uh, 2.8%, which is close to the top of the RBNZ's range. It is, I mean, yes. But, you know, uh, everywhere else is saying, well, it doesn't matter because it's transitory. But here we are, RBNZ uh, seems to be taking it uh, somewhat more uh, immediately rather than... Well, I think their real concern is that it's going to... that they've had real signs from those business surveys and mm. where the unemployment rate already is in the fours that um, unemployment is going to fall even further. Yeah. Businesses tend to hire more. Wages are already increasing and will increase more, and inflation is higher. I guess the risk for the RBNZ is would they import any of the uh, infections from across the Tasman, right? But um, so far, you know, the infections have been, you know, in quarantine yeah. in New Zealand. But um, the August the – August uh, meeting is uh, what 70 75 percent priced, uh, and the RBNZ is expecting 0.6 today, and what the market's expecting, uh, point, point 0.7 thereabouts. So, uh, we'll see what the numbers bring. Mm, yeah, all right, well, we will indeed. Good to talk, Dave. Stay safe, catch you again soon. Thank you, you too, Phil. Cheers, speak next week. I'm Phil Dobby for NAB back on Monday morning. See you then. <laughs>